Fathers Who Bother is made possible in part by the contributions of listeners like you. To support Fathers Who Bother, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash fathers who bother and become a monthly subscriber today. On the next episode of Fathers Who Bother, I talked to Don Will of Tanya Morgan about getting whooped in Mario Kart by his daughter, inheriting his dad's sense of style, parenting advice from Fonte, and more. Hey, welcome to Fathers Who Bother, a podcast for men who are dad as we want to be. My next guest is a rapper, producer, DJ, comedian, and one of the best tweeters on the planet. He is a native of Cincinnati, now calling Brooklyn home as one half of the rap group, Tanya Morgan. He has released four studio albums in the fifth. Don and Vaughn drops on August 13th. As a solo act, he's released several projects, including his debut, Don Cusack in High Fidelity and One Word, No Space. He's produced music for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver and BuzzFeed's Another Round podcast, just to name a few. He co-hosts Shouting at the Screen with Wyatt Sinak and was a a music consultant for Sinak's Problem Areas on HBO. But today we're going to talk about his gig as dad. Please welcome <laughs> Don Will to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm giving myself a round of applause. Oh, I, I usually put him in in post because I'm, I'm not fly <laughs> enough to have one of those applause buttons yet since this is a very DIY setup. But yes, you can clap for yourself all you want. So I'm going to start this with, a, with an apology because I had a real life. Tell me you haven't played my album without saying you haven't played my album moment. Because <laughs> I didn't know to everybody listening, I didn't know Don had a child until very recently. And I either didn't either. I didn't know or completely forgot. Um, he mentioned it in an email. He sent me an email about the new Tanya Morgan album. He was like, oh, yeah, by the way, good looks on the podcast as a single dad. It means a lot to me. And I was like, word, you got a kid? So, of course, I asked him to come to the podcast and, yo, let's talk fatherhood and plug the album. Here we so, are. I'm, so I'm doing my prep, doing my usual preparation. I say, you know, I'm going to check the Instagrams. I'm going to listen to the music. So I play the very first track on One Word, No Space. The very first song, One Word, he says, my little girl healthy. She happy when she see me. Will you be on my album? No. So I'm going to publicly apologize. For not listening to one word, no space <laughs> until today. <laughs> and to tell you all that the shit bangs, don't be like Jerry. <laughs> Go listen to one word, no space and 2021 space. <laughs> don't be like Jerry. But it's not oh, all my wow. fault. because. So I just had to start saying that. But, it, but it's not all my fault because I usually go by social media posts. And yeah. I, I, the last time I saw, or I went through your feed, the last post I saw of your daughter was like from 2017 and, and Instagram doesn't show me a lot of your stuff. I'm, I'm going to be straight up. Like I see your tweets, but Instagram, when I went through your feed, I was like, yeah, I didn't see this. I didn't see this. And I'm like, how did I not see any of this? So you, Instagram's <laughs> algorithm, you have to manually engage with stuff. Like if mm. you follow somebody, they'll show you their shit. But like, I think it takes that moment where it's like, we're going to show you this and take this person away from your feed. So like, wow. you know, like I, I end up, I comment on people's stuff a lot to like let Instagram know I want to see this. Like it's, it's crazy. You got to train your algorithms basically. <laughs> so yeah, I got to go, I got to go and like a whole, so when you see all the likes from your pictures, for me, it's not me stalking you. It's not me shooting my shot. It's just me trying to <laughs> tell the <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that's how guys do. They want to show, they want to tell a girl that they like her without saying they like them. They're just going to like a whole bunch of their pictures. Yeah. And then they end up being a screenshot in, 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 in Instagram stories. Look at this thirsty dude liking all my pictures. Why don't he just say something? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so I want to start. So since I'm being introduced to, to your daughter, I want to give you the opportunity. Tell us about the time you found out you were going to be a dad. All right. Well, I, I found out I was going to be a dad once I was a dad. So uh, it was just kind of like, it was like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was, I, I got the call. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't like an Usher Confessions call, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was definitely one of those, um, a life changing call. And it was one of those calls, like it was unexpected. It wasn't like a, you know, I, I've, I've lived a long life. I'll just right, say that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, from that point forward, it was just letting everybody know, like letting letting my mom, my family, my friends know, and just you know what I'm saying, like going to going to to embark on the new chapter of my life. You know. What mm. I mean? So, how did you go about preparing? Like, what was what was going on? Because obviously, it was it wasn't a situation where you were in a relationship with with her mom at the right. time, right? So. What's going through your head at this time and how are you preparing for this, like you said, life-changing event? Um, well, I was in a relationship. I just wasn't, it, so it, it, things got really messy and things fell apart. A lot of shit fell apart. A lot of mm, stuff fell apart mm. um, over the course of the first few years of being a father. Um, but mm. like in the uh, immediate, in the immediate um, moment, like that moment where, you know, I, I got, I, I, I found out and had to, more or less relay the information. There were just a lot of hard, like some conversations were hard, some conversations mm. were easy. Um, and a lot of, all the conversations kind of just showed who everybody was within my life at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like their response to my, to, to the news kind of was like, oh, well, I guess, I guess you won't be around then. Mm. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like, or I guess, I guess you will be around or like, you know. Funny enough, I, you, I, you mentioned Fonte, I believe you mentioned Fonte. Maybe, maybe, yes, when we started talking, maybe yeah. not when we were recording, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, he was one of the calls. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause me and Fonte, man, that's that's like my brother. Like outside of music, like we talk about life a lot. You know what yes. I'm saying? And he's one of the dudes. Um, I lean on him. He leans on me. And like it was just, just on some, you know, like, hey, man, what what do I need to be expecting as a father? You know what I'm saying? Cause again, mm. like I had to. I wanted to lean on my community and lean on other fathers I knew to figure out, you know, because I didn't take the I didn't take the journey of the journey of, of pregnancy and, and coming to term and deliver. I didn't take that journey. So mm. you know, I just it, it, it fell on me in a way. Mm. And I didn't have time. Like, I didn't have time to, like, wrap my mind around the concept so much as I just had to, like, deal with the reality of it. You know, so, so it wasn't I, a, it wasn't a I'm pregnant call is you have a child call. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I say that, but I know men personally who got that call or oh, it wasn't so much a call, but it was like Facebook, a grown child reaching out to them say, hey, by the way, um, I think you might be my dad like that. That's happened, you know, so, hey, you know, don't, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we're going to say, no, I was going to say, don't feel like it's an aberration or that yeah, it's somehow yeah. not, it's, it's unique. It, it happens more often than you might it's, think. It's absolutely not an aberration. It's, it's you know, like, uh, it's, it's just my story. You know what I'm saying? I've been yeah. coming to, 
I've been coming to, I've been grappling with how to talk about it and how to tell my story for a long time, just mainly because, um, you know, I feel like it, everybody's story is unique and no matter how run of the mill or normal or abnormal your story may seem to be, it's still your story and you got to figure out how to relay it. But, you know, for me, it was just that um, it, <laughs> it was, it was definitely a moment where I was like, all right, you got a lot to figure out. You have mm. a lot to figure out. <laughs> so yeah. when did you, when did you finally, when did you meet her? When did you meet your daughter? Um, I want to say she had to be like up two months old. Like she, she doesn't know a world without me. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, nice. like she's not into podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> she's not listening to this, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like if she ever does ask me that, uh, that conception story and all that stuff and like, like, like my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm open book. I don't know how to, I don't know how to lie. I don't know how to, my face gives away the story if I don't tell the story. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, this is uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I went down there immediately, held her, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, cool. Now, now, yep, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> had, to put, had to put eyes on it, you know, eyes on the situation. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> right, right. She, 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 look, yeah, she looked like me. She got, she got that Williams. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing too about kids, man, is like they don't get their face for a little while. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like her face, if you, like now she looks almost exactly like me. It's, it's, it's kind of weird for me mm. looking at her like, oh, this, that's just eight-year-old me. That's just 10-year-old me. It's right, fucking right, crazy. Right. But when you, but but when they're first born, God knows like there's a morph of hair. The hair doesn't, isn't the same. The skin, some kids start out lighter and get darker. If you're talking about black kids, you know, you, yeah. my dad looked at me and was like, my dad is, you know, several shades darker than me, and he looked at me like, "What?" Yeah, that, <laughs> I was that, light, right? <laughs> but then he met my grandmother. Was like, "Oh, I understand." <laughs> my grandmother was super light. Yeah, my daughter when she when she was born, she definitely was uh, lighter. She like, it, I want to say, I want to say she didn't start browning up until like three. Oh wow, like she was. Yeah, she was she was always just kind of like a lighter child, you know what I'm saying? Right, and then right, like right. now, now she's just my shade. Right. So like her mom, her mom says uh I, she wasn't really involved in the <laughs> you know, because she just looks like like she literally just looks like me. She's like, what so what part of me is involved in this in this person? <laughs> so what was it like, you know, when you got her by yourself and it was just you and her? Like what was that like? Oh man, it's terrifying. It was fucking terrifying. I'm not even gonna front because again, like I'm, you know, I, I I come from a family. I I have I'm always around kids. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm an uncle to several to to many. Um, mm -hmm. I've been I've been around kids, but I never like held a child. Had to like like not I won't say held, but like at length had to hold, comfort, change, mm -hmm. feed, like do all the things to keep a person alive. Like you don't really, because again, I think that when you're taking the journey with your partner and it's just like all right so we got to figure this thing out and when when the baby arrives you guys kind of can sight like 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 sight solve the problem and figure things out for me it was just like you know when her mom was around like when i was when i was with her mom uh hanging out we would you know i would get information but it, it sometimes it was just me like <laughs> just me just just me with an infant and uh, like yo i don't i don't know if i'm good at changing diapers but the diapers got changed <laughs> <laughs>
you figured it out. You figured it out. Definitely was like a loose side. Like, like, like it was the diapers was all I messed up a couple diapers. You know what I'm <laughs> she wasn't like the great baby that like twisted it and just took a poop on the floor. Like <laughs> that no, lady. No, she was that she was honestly a really good, like I don't know, good or bad babies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. but she was like a very she was like a mild kid, you know what I'm saying? Really well behaved. She mm-hmm. she didn't start like crying until two three like two three was when it was like oh god what is <laughs> what is this what was it about was it like hunger just wanting stuff just discomfort what was the crying about you know i think that now that she's she's 11 now now that mm-hmm. she's older you know I, I know that um a lot of times when children well sometimes when children cry it's, it's literally just vocal exercises you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like your body, things are happening inside your body and parts of you are developing that like, you're getting vocal cords. That's mm. weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, so like you rationalize it by, you know, like sometimes it hurts, sometimes you're just using your vocal cords and sometimes it is hunger, mm. but it, it definitely was, it just was noise, you know? Like when I say noise, I mean like her learning how to use her voice in a lot right. of ways. Yes. Yeah. So one of my earliest memories was doing the, the shopping for my kid, for my son. He's 18 now. But one of my earliest memories is I was working at the source and having to go to the children's place down the block to get him a winter coat. And it was the first time I said out loud to somebody, I was with my boy Mecca. I was like, hey, I got to go get a coat for my son. It was the first time I said my son out loud. To somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when did you start getting into the whole I gotta go buy baby food or I gotta go buy stuff and get a space ready. Like, you know, I'm 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 just assuming like when you had her, you had to create a space. Yeah. I mean you know, it was her. it was immediate. Like it, it definitely because mm-hmm. again like it, it it was it was such an abrupt change. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I was I'm I'm in Brooklyn. I've been living in Brooklyn the whole time and I you know Brooklyn shit. You know like I had my first little apartment by myself it was it was a small <laughs> studio apartment you know what I'm saying? Right, no right. my bad my bad my bad it was the the i was i, I was a roommate i had a roommate mm. like for a couple months i had just moved up here i had a little roommate and when i found out i was like all right i got to get my own place like it just mm. like i want to say within two or three months i had a place i had a spot and you know like i had plans my site set on getting a bigger place so she could have a room and all that stuff Right. But it definitely was a was a moment where that's what I meant. Like you got to get your shit together. Your life has to change. Just mainly because mm-hmm. the like it. I was I was basically paying, playing catch up. Like I didn't I didn't get to I didn't get to have a nursery prepped and like like start painting the nursery and and getting the little uh what's the little thing you put over the the mobiles and mobiles like over I, the crib. <laughs> right. Totally messed up my analogy with my brain fart. But yeah, like. I didn't I didn't get to prepare a space um ahead of time. So it was just like, all right, retroactively, how do I make up for this? And like, you know, it um and you know, there's certain like kids when they're small, they don't they're they're you whatever you whatever is whatever a child is introduced to is normal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like like when you hear stories about people growing up in like a one-bedroom apartment with mad brothers and sisters and shit, like that's just normal. It's not like you like you don't think your family's different until you start getting exposed to other things. Mm. And I think I think my daughter just knew that like her dad's space was kind of like a shared communal space in terms of like a living quarters. Mm. Right. And when I got a different 
I got a different space with a room for and all that shit later down the line. Yeah. But nice. I think that I, I really went around the block answering this question and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We got time. We got time. No rush. But yeah, it was just like, you know, immediately like, oh, I have to, I have to go get things for my daughter, for my kid. It just, it, like the first time you say it out loud, it, it just sounds strange. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sounds like I'm I'm a full adult now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm responsible for another human being. <laughs> That's the thing that went through my head. Like, oh my God, it, it, this, this child's everything is dependent on me well, and, and my wife. You know, it's like, this kid don't eat unless we do it. This kid doesn't get bathed unless we do it. This kid doesn't yeah. get changed or clothed unless we do it. And it's just like, oh my God, you know. Yeah, coming to grips with that. It's it's so it's so big to to like see see how much another person's life depends on your life. Mm-hmm. It depends on your actions. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not even it's it's bigger than just just like heating up the heating up the formula or heating up the milk and then feeding the child or like changing your diapers. It's it's what you do outside the house when they're not around. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the people you choose to keep company with or the people that you know like. The, the people in your phone who you can pick up the phone and call and ask for help or ask for advice versus not having that infrastructure set up in the beginning and figuring out what that looks like moving forward. So what did, what did, do you remember what Fonte told you or anything that he told you? Uh, he was, he was just, <laughs> he was just like, you know, he was, you know, Fonte. I'm trying to remember like, cause this was, this was a while ago. Uh, but I, I, I just know he said some shit like, you know, like, it's, it, your life is different now, man. You probably like, you gotta find, you gotta put the Jordans away, brother. You gotta find a separate <laughs> room for the Jordans. You know, <laughs> <laughs> your budget for your Jordans is now gone, my brother. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it was just, you know, like, um, man, like, you know, like how to carry yourself, how to carry yourself as a father, more or mm. less, more than parenting advice. Cause it was like, you know, um, like you can't, you can, you can give a person parenting advice, but everybody's life is different. Everybody's situation is different. Your, you, your child may have issues or problems that another child doesn't. So parenting advice, he was just like, you know, take everything as it comes. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll learn as you go because that's the only way to figure it out. Like there's no magical advice from the hilltop. Like it's, <laughs> it's literally just, right. uh, I guess, I guess I did that wrong. We'll do that again, whatever. And like, you know, like uh, just, just in terms of um, creating a creating a space where you feel okay, you feel okay making mistakes as a parent because mm. all parents make mistakes, and it's not necessarily about um, it's not necessarily about you know like doing everything perfect because you won't, you know what I'm saying? Just just make sure you're doing, and that's kind of like the the gist, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you're actively trying and, and getting better and, and failing because again that's the only way you get better at being a parent right. um but as just like a, a man you know what i'm saying it's like a it was because again you got to remember i was going through relationship stuff there was there was a lot going on so i kind of called for the sage wisdom of pastor fontigolo to, <laughs> to, to kinda, <laughs> i need some spirits to guide me and he was just like you know like man like like whatever problems you think you have, the, the your child's life is bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? So like whatever, mm-hmm. whatever kind of like things you might be going through, 
you know, with, with her or whatever things you're going through with her mom or anybody, you know, like just keep in mind that at the end of the day, you want to be able to like have a good relationship with the kid period. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's kind of number one and don't let nothing knock you off that square. You know what I'm saying? For real. And if my math is right, so this is around 2010. Yeah, it is 2010. Yeah, it's 2010. So talk to me about what's going on with you career wise at that moment, because I feel like that's when your debut dropped that year. It was my day. It was it was that was 20. That was oh, nine, I believe, because it was. Okay. was, um, Okay. It was we were. We were right. This was right around like the the sandwich shop thing, like uh, so much was happening at that. Like Ilias was leaving the group. Uh, we were trying to figure out what touring looked like. We had we had a lot of like um, we would book shows and promoters would just be like, "There's only two of you," and we we're like, uh, "He's he's not gonna make it." You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, it was right. a lot of that. Um, what album was coming? I'm really bad with chronological stuff, which is which is sucks for this this level of you know. <laughs> it's fine. It's um, fine. I want to say the next project after that we had worked on was you we started working on you get what you pay for i believe i believe we started working on that because that album was that album had a lot of it was the album had a lot of um it was on the it was shelved for a long time it was shelved for a couple years to be honest but um rubber souls was the rubber souls okay rubber souls was the album that we 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 got the deal for rubber souls try to get a deal for you get what you pay for Mm. so we submitted we uh we turned in you get what you pay for as a like we're interested in putting this out in the labels. Like, how about we do this other thing? Fine. But you know, honestly, it it was all such a blur because so much was changing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like from the group to romance to adulthood and parenthood. Like, um, there were there were just so many different things changing that it was. I was tackling everything head on. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like shying away from any of the fights. So. It just now it, looking back, you know, it, it kind of all just seems like one block of things. <laughs> but yeah, just figuring out how to how to <laughs> how to have a career and you know what I'm saying, like still be an active parent and right. how to like co- how to co-parent in two cities. It was just mm-hmm. a lot to figure out, man. Especially when you're co-parenting um, a newborn and a, mm-hmm. a, a, a small child, and you don't want to, you know. I don't. I didn't want to miss milestones, so I would. I was taking the bus down there. I was taking the train down. I was flying down when I could, and because she lives in Virginia, mm-hmm. and it was just there was a lot of back and forth traveling. Like when I wasn't, when I wasn't on the road, I was on the road. You know, <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. So what? What's your relationship like with her? Like what's what's the daddy daughter dynamic like? The it's she's a little weirdo, which is I say that lovingly. She's like the strangest, funniest, most beautiful, amazing person in the world. Like, uh, she she comes up for the summer, so I have her for the summers. I didn't have her last summer because of COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Summers are holidays, and uh, you know I, I get down during the year. But like we were hanging out for the last few weeks, and she is probably one of the funniest people I know. And I know a lot of comedians, <laughs> but man, she's fucking hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the daddy daughter dynamic, you know, we, we get along. I, I mean, I, I'm very, 
open and honest. Like this is this is to be completely transparent. Like this is the part of the life. This is the part of our life that I've been excited about. Like like the preteen when I can just talk to you and I don't have to deal with I don't have to deal with the myth of Santa Claus or I don't have to deal with like well the tooth fairy. I can just be like this is life and we can Google it up together and I can give you answers about historical context of things. And like, you know, like I think that, I think sometimes I, when I answer her questions, she looks at me like, nigga, who are you? What are you talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> really? I'll, what? I'll be like, I'll, I'll go into like systemic oppression and shit. And she'll just be looking like, nigga, like, all I asked you was how come that picture's on the wall in that restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a tough thing because we're kind of neck and neck. My daughter's 12. And so I know that 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 age where they have questions, but they, they're starting to form their own opinions about things. My daughter's queen of shade, super snarky mm. kid. Her commentary <laughs> on the world and things is just hilarious. And it, it all came out when we got her a phone because she's typically, yep. you know, she's vocal, but now that she could type things out and, pre- and think them through, it's we're getting all of this, <laughs> all the thoughts, <laughs> all the snark, all the things I didn't. I'm like, wait, what you were thinking this this whole time? Like how? Like why? Um, so I understand how it feels that she's not um, that she's looking at you like, huh? So I I had to adjust how I explain things, you know, because I'm used to talking to her brother who's more advanced. You know, he just finished his first year of college. So she asked me a question like what she asked, like, why is that? Why are people so awful? But now she understands. She's like, yeah, people yeah. are just people are just bad. Some people just don't want people to be happy, you know, so it doesn't take as much. But you have to adjust to satisfy their curiosity without stumping them at the same time. But it, this is a, such a great age where they're really coming into their own personality, you know? Yeah, you know, like, especially if you just like, and just take the time to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even, it's no, it's no big rocket science thing. It's not like a, a, like a, how do I get through? It's just in the moments where my daughter feels the most comfortable are the moments where I choose to really have conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like those conversations are free ranging and you figure out, you can figure out so much about who they are as a person and what their interests are and everything. And like, she, she'll say some things she'll just have these astute observations on just life and people and culture. And, and like, you know, like instead of, instead of giving her pushback and being like, why do you think that if anything, I'll like mine it a little bit deeper and like try to like, like just, just support her ideas or like help her flesh out her ideas a a little bit more. Like sometimes she has like, (laughs) so she, she, she doesn't she was like at this part where she doesn't really like white people and yeah like okay. it's, a, it, it's like well i won't say she doesn't like white people she has a lot of she was making a lot of jokes about white people like like you know like like she lived through she lived through trump's presidency she lived through all of these all of the like the 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 whole george Floyd. yes and she lived through it at an age where she's figuring out who she is and she's figuring out what she is as a black woman and all this stuff. So, and she's also processing this all through the lens of the internet. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the ways in which that we were delivered information is different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like everything is different in terms of development, but the only thing 
that's that's not different is communicate like like having a conversation with with people. Um, and luckily, she was, she feels comfortable enough to talk to me. So she would you know sometimes she would make jokes, and me being who I am, like I would. I would either like dissect the joke and be like, well, you know, this is this is funny, but the punchline doesn't really land. So if you want to move the words around, I got. <laughs> and she would just kind of be like, what? Okay, yeah, you ruined the moment. But and sometimes, you know, like I would, I just wanted to instill in her that you know, the internet is great, but you have to be a hundred percent willing to say whatever you want to say about a person to that person or to or, their face. Know, yes. Yeah. Yes. To their face. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, like the internet, the internet kind of like is a breeding ground for an, an, an anonymous celebrity in a way where like you can, yeah. you can become an avatar of who you really are and like make memes and jokes. And I might be funny on Twitter, but you meet me in real life and I'm just not a funny person. You know, <laughs> like I'm just a sad, mean, <laughs> a sad, mean, crotchety man. That's, that's not true. I'm just saying like, uh, right, example. right, right. As an example, so, right. Yeah, I just wanted to like, you know, like let her know, like, um, you know, like you can have these jokes and thoughts and they're funny. And I don't know if you're getting them off of the internet or if they're coming from directly your mind, but I want you to know that like, you know, like you have to be willing to share these thoughts with the people you think them about. Uh, if that If that's poetry, if that's comedy, if that's whatever it is, I'm not pushing you into any career field, but I'm just saying that, you know, you're not gonna have no Twitter fingers, huh? right? Right. See, my <laughs> I'm daughter, not raising Twitter fingers. It's it's not white people in general. It's Karens. She has that. That's this what it is. Commentary okay. on Karens. We share the videos in the group chats and stuff. And she's like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is the final boss, Karen. Look at her. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she has such a specific, you know, attitude or or thought process regarding them, and she she'll." We'll tell her stories about people at work. It's like, oh, she sounds like a Karen. She sounds like a super boss Karen. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's. I, thank you. That made that made me feel so much better because you know, okay. like I, I, again, like you do this stuff in the vacuum sometimes, and I, I didn't realize that you know, like that's just kind of like a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, my daughter's not. It's not all white people. It's not like right. look at that white man. Uh, it's yeah, more or right, less right. like. Look at this! Look at these raisins in this macaroni. What the hell is happening? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because we like to share a lot of the food memes and stuff, and she just gets so offended at some of the things she sees. Like, oh my god! Like you said, the raisins and the salad and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she has a very strong opinions about about things like that. That's that's crazy. Do what? Do you guys have something that you do together? That's your thing. Like our thing is video games. We play playstation together like what's if you guys have something you guys do just you and your daughter we um we we do play nintendo switch we play mario kart it's mario kart um and now i I finally broke down and bought the the online plan so that i can i can play her virtually but now i you know what i'm saying like we usually play we usually play in person you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like that's kind of our thing that and we get a lot of ice cream which (laughs) i don't really suck I don't really uh, eat a lot of like ice cream and stuff when she's not around. I kind of like, you know, I'm not on like my super health way, but I'm I'm an older black man. And, you know, if you don't want the black to crack. You got to take care of it. You know, <laughs> these expensive jeans. Once again, he's the spirit god of this podcast. He is. <laughs> he was my first guest. You, I don't know if you've heard the story, but this podcast was originally called Diary of a Mad Black Man. And he was a Diary of a Mad Black Daddy inspired by the little brother yeah, yeah. and i reached out to him he was the first person i reached out to like yo would, would you be cool if i called with this he was like sure blah, blah, blah. i eventually changed it 
but I was like, yo, I still want you to be on it. And he was my first guest. So I trust me, this is a great full circle moment because this is the 49th episode. I'm recording the 50th and then, you know, going to take a little break, but this is a milestone episode. Um, so it makes sense that we're coming. I'm happy, full I, I'm happy I could be a part of the full circle moment. You know yes, I mean? yes, absolutely. So <laughs> ice like, cream, yes, ice cream, um, Nintendo Switch, and we also like we you know like whenever she comes, the traditions are like we go. We have a couple spots we got to hit. Like we got to hit the beach. We got to hit Brooklyn Bridge Park. We got to hit. It was the kids museum, but you know she now she's a little bit. She don't want the kids museum no more. But, oh, oh. But again, you like that, daddy. That's for babies. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but the beach is definitely like one of those things. And again, like she draws certain things out of my personality because I don't. I love the ocean. I'm like it's it's beautiful. I like to go look at it, whatever. But I'm not a beach person. I'm not. I'm not one to like go to the beach and hang out and play. You know what I'm saying? Get in the water. But when she's around, I'm like whatever you. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. And it's super fun. But you know, like so. It's almost like if I go to the beach, I feel a little bit guilty. <laughs> if you go to the beach without her, yeah, that's me with the. I I I can't play PlayStation solo anymore. Like I used yeah. to play video games by myself all the time, but I can't bring myself to sit there and play a game without her anymore. It just doesn't feel right. It's like that, uh, that's like again, like that was. Um, that's how it is with Mario Kart for me. Like I don't just sit around and play it. Like I play it when she's around. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I got the switch. I got the switch for me. I didn't get the switch. Like, this is a, this is what we're gonna connect over. It just became <laughs> like, all right, well, this yep. is our thing now. Yeah. My PlayStation was a Father's Day gift. Like, I sent it kind of as a half joke because I think the prices were dropping. This was two or three years ago, and I was like, "Yo, PlayStation Four is the price isn't that bad." And my wife actually got it. I was like, "Oh shit, cool." And then you know, me and my son would play a little bit, but then like my daughter got into it, and we were like, "Oh." So we both like fighting games. So we playing um, Marvel vs. Capcom and Injustice and Samurai Showdown. And she just whooped my ass. She's her whole thing is <laughs> button mashing. Like she don't follow moves, nothing. She just wants to know how did you do the super move and how can I kick your ass as quickly as possible. That's all she cares about. She don't yeah, block. <laughs> we we were playing Super Smash Bros. But she kept she kept beating me. So I was like, let's play something. <laughs> Let's play something to level the playing field because this ain't even this is not fun. What is it about the kids <laughs> whooping our ass in these fighting games? Help me understand this. I wish I knew, man. But like, because again, like I, I'm slow and methodical, and I'm trying to like have like tactical moves, and she's just like rushing me, and I'm like, yo, what? This is not fun for me. <laughs> but even Mario Kart, even Mario Kart, like when we when we're racing, I kind of can get her. The right. battles, no battles. I'm I'm toast every time. Yeah, because she'll just, the things we have, like, rules, like, you don't spam somebody and just keep using the jab button over and over and over again. She don't care. She will swing that sword. Whatever's hitting me, like, I won't even have time to recover. I'm on the ground. You know, like, with with um, Soul Calibur, I'm on the, yeah. you, be, you can be on the ground, and they can still hit you. Like, I'm trying yeah. to get up and watch. <laughs> I'm trying, I, can't, I don't even have time to get up and press defend before she's swinging at me more. I'm like, what the hell? Like, there's no, there's no, this is no gentleman's fight. You just brawling out here, but nope. No she respect. enjoys it. No respect whatsoever. Like, come on, son. Um, so what about your music? Has she listened to daddy's music at all? Yes and no. Like I'll 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 make her, I don't make her, I'll play it for her when I'm around her. <laughs> right. And she's always kind of just like, yeah cool 
Like, you know what I'm saying? But she's like, uh, like, I remember one time she was like, I was playing some stuff in the car. She's like, she was like, is that you? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. Like, I, I you know, she's like, she ID'd my voice. Mm. Um, but she's definitely not like an active listener of my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is, you know, it's fine. I just got to figure out how to make a song that she likes. She does like, she likes Nicki Minaj, which okay. I, I, I know it's 100% because of like the costumes and like the rah, 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 like the voices. Mm-hmm. Cause she's, mm-hmm. She does a lot of characters and animated voices and stuff. Like that's kind of like her, her jam. She <laughs> like she, does. Yeah. Nice. She, she does characters pretty much. I want to say like half of the time we're hanging out, like it's always a different character, which is, that's what I mean. Like she's like this, such a fun little weird person. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cause you know, like for me, like I, I work in comedy a lot and it, like for me, it's just like, I get to like, I get to do a character too. So it's just like, oh, you're doing that character. Like she does like, a, she's like, father, can you please give me more, more food father? Like that kind of thing. And I, and I like, I'll play like the role of like an emperor or some shit. Or like, sometimes I'll like be another pauper with her. And like, we just, we just kind of bug out like that. You know what I'm saying? Does she have names for the characters? No, I like okay. what? she just kind of like goes in and out of them you know what i'm saying like it's 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 weird as hell but it's it's no that's dope because my my kids are both artists they like to draw so my daughter's thing is she creates characters she'll draw them and she'll give them names but then she'll give them personalities and backstories and the whole nine and she's just sitting here telling me yeah so on this world they're doing this and then now they're doing that and they're interacting. I'm just sitting here like she's created an entire like cartoon yeah. universe of her own. And I'm just sitting back in awe. Like this is so dope. So I totally get it. That's the only frustrating thing I say for me is that she does um she she like she journals a lot. She draws in her journal and like I think she has like a couple of things on her phone that she's like a, a pot a pocket procreate app. She draws she used to draw a lot and she kind of took her drawing inward in a way where like you know she doesn't really share it so much mm-hmm. and you know as a parent you kind of want to do whatever you can to bolster their creativity and like make sure you're, you're like oh you're interested in that like if she told me she was interested in i don't know like 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 uh clog dancing i would buy her clogs and get her lessons you know what i'm saying i don't give right. a fuck what it is whatever you want to do let's figure this shit out it's mm-hmm. awesome um but yeah so like i i really want to like I want to see her. I want to see her art, and I want to see like the the world she builds. But she, if she's not comfortable sharing it, I'm not. I'm also not like in the business of being like, like forcing her to. You know what I'm saying? Right. right because right. again, like you want to. For me anyway, I want to foster this level of agency and trust, and like her feeling like it's safe when when she feels like it's safe for her to to reveal that part of whatever she's creating and developing. By all means, I'm here. I'm here for it. But in the meantime. I just have to look from outside the house with my hand on the window, like, oh. <laughs> looks, <laughs> looks like you're creating something that's really dope. Maybe I'll see it one day. <laughs> I'm sure she'll share it with you eventually, and it'll be awesome. Um, so what was your relationship like with your dad? It was, we, I want to say around high school, we started butting heads a little bit. Like, you know, man, like, you know, two grown men. Yep. It's kind of like. Yep. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in his space, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of deal. Well, that was, that was, that was post high school, but high school, it kind of, I started being more mannish and trying to find my way in the world and stand mm. out and not really necessarily, you know, you, you kind of put that wall up for your parents where it's just mm. like, 
nah, man, I know what I'm doing. And blah, blah, blah. But childhood, like it was, it was definitely a, a me trying to be him thing. Like I, uh-huh. I definitely spent a lot of my my formative years, like elementary school, to middle school, just my dad's drinking coffee in the morning. I want coffee too, mom. Like I remember my mom would, <laughs> she said she would like, he would get coffee and I would get a cup of milk with a splash of coffee because I just wanted, it had to be brown like his. And he would read the paper. I would read the little funny papers. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would read the funnies next to him. He would be reading the paper and shit. So like I was literally just mimicking him, like just trying to be him. And to this day, a habit that carries over is every Sunday I watch CBS News Sunday morning because that was a thing that, um, you know, we, it, it got strained a little bit around college, just just based adult shit. I know. And when he um when he passed, he like he had got cancer. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say, I forget. I'm bad with the years, mm-hmm. but he had got cancer in like the early 2000s, and he beat it. And that was kind of the point of repair for our relationship, where it was like, all right mortality as a motherfucker let me let me sort this shit out and we like i would i just came to him at that point you know what i'm saying i would i would go every sunday i would go spend a sunday with him watch the game we would drink beer have some wings whatever i would spend the whole day there sunday because i moved out right and you know as his as cancer came back eventually and then it went from wings and beer to just kind of being like he's not drinking no more he's he's kind of mm. eating healthier at my mom's behest because you know like Nigga would have kept eating wings if he could. <laughs> but the, the through line always was sitting down and watching CBS News Sunday, like every Sunday. And we would watch that and it was slingshot into the games. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not a big sports person. I've never really been big into sports. Um, well, I won't say never, but, you know, I, I don't, I'm just not a big sports person. Um, but with him, I would just kind of talk sports. And I would, I, would, I would like ask him mad questions about what the hell was that like. So what is this? Part of it was just kind of like just having a conversation. Like sometimes I knew the answer to the question. It was just just wanted to have something was, to talk about. That's, yeah, that's it was just trying to figure out how to relate to him in a way because you know, like I, um, I definitely knew that you know there would be a time when he wouldn't be there, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, let me at least try to make as many as many good memories as I can. You know what I'm saying? What are one of one of those good memories for you? Oh man, well. <laughs> My dad was my dad was like, he's everybody says he's the coolest dude they've ever met. Mm. Like, so like, like me wanting to be like him was justified. Like he hands down, I don't know anybody that didn't like my dad. And like he was a hilarious person, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I say all that to say there was one time in high school, you know, I had I had I came from the kind of house where it was just like if I was a rambunctious, rambunctious teenager. And my parents basically said, if you're going to skip school, which we know you are, mm. come home. We don't want you in the streets. You know what I'm saying? We don't want you doing some wayward shit because you feel like you can't come home. If you, ha- if, if you feel like you're not, I was just skipping school. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I, started, I started coming home and not throwing skip parties. I definitely didn't have like 20 niggas in the house. But, <laughs> you know, me and my buddies, like four or five dudes, we would just leave school and come to my house. And I remember one day my dad came home <laughs> and everybody was just like, oh, what, what, what's this? What is that? And I'm just sitting there like, it's just my dad. They're like, we're not supposed, we're supposed to be. I'm like, it's fine. Trust me, it's fine. So he comes, we were downstairs. He comes in the basement and he like, he looks and everybody just kind of froze up and they're like, oh shit. He was like, he was like, Donald, Donald, what, what are y'all doing? 
Y'all ain't got no girls. Y'all niggas is silly as fuck. And he went upstairs. <laughs> and everybody, like, you already know, like, everybody's like, oh, shit, your dad's so cool. Because it was just that thing of, like, like he his his comedic timing was perfect. And, like, I think he probably spaced it out more. He was like, he was like Donald, what the hell are y'all doing down here? What? I see a Jay. What are y'all? Y'all ain't got no girls. Man, y'all niggas is silly. It just went upstairs. <laughs> but so that should tell you everything you need to know about my dad. Like he definitely was one of the coolest, uh, man, one of the most loving people. Like I never really, um, I'm not one of those people that comes from, a, like I, he showed me affection, physical affection. You know what I'm saying? He would kiss me on the cheek. He would hug me. He would tell me he loved me. You know what I'm saying? It was like, we definitely had the type of relationship that, um, you know, when I think back on the time I spent with him, the time he was here, uh, even even in our even on our in our little like the years where we kind of like I, I wasn't in Cincinnati and I was in college and I was kind of like testing my limit. I never once felt like I was unloved as a as a son. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's funny you you favor him um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say I say thank you because that was it was a handsome nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? Do you remember that first time? looking in the mirror and seeing your dad because that happened yeah. to me and i was like oh shit like my facial hair was coming in and there was just some even though you know my dad had was a little darker than me i looked in the mirror and it looked like he was looking back at me yeah and like you know there um like the pictures in my mom's basement like pictures of him um, I always, I used to always see myself in him. Like I was like, man, that looked just like me. But you know, like I, I'm bad with years and shit. So I never really thought about how old he was or what was going on in his life. I'm just like, that's a man that looks like me. Mm-hmm. It's my dad. And I want to say it was, it was fairly recent. It wasn't like a, a long time ago. It was like, you know, in the middle of, I want to say it was about like four or five years ago, to be honest, mm-hmm. like, uh, like in my forties. And right. I just kind of, I, I, I just turned 40. I mean, I, I like, looked in the mirror one day, I'm like, you know, we're doing whatever I do. And I stopped and I'm just like, man, yo, you look like your father. Like, you know, you know how everybody be like, you know, you see your relatives, like you looking just like your daddy. Oh, look. Or like you see your mom's <laughs> friends that you ain't, you, that you haven't seen since a child. They like, damn, you look like your dad. Cause they know your dad at the age that you are. Mm. And you didn't like, you know, like you might see pictures of your father. You might see pictures of your parents, but you don't necessarily if you're a 16 year old and your dad's like a, a 40 year old, 30 year old man, you're not looking at him in the same, with the same eyes as a person that's seen him at 30 then sees you at 30. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I, I think it was just like, it just kind of washed over me. Cause like, you know, especially over, over the course of being a parent, like my father passed a few years before I had my daughter. So mm-hmm. he, like he never got to see her. She never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. And it was just like looking at, like, like looking at her and seeing how much she looks like me. And then like looking at myself that day, it was just like, oh shit. Like, cause you know, you, uh, as a, as a, as a, as a, a person whose father's not here, I, mm-hmm. I think about him a lot and I, you know, I, I try to talk to him and channel him and, you know, like I know he's around, Yeah. but it was one of those moments where I was like, just missing him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to miss you. Cause you're fucking on my face. Like, <laughs> you're here. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And like Excellent. when I look around, I looked around my apartment and like I have his vinyl collection or I have I have the exact same grooming habits as him. Like like in terms of just like how you 
how I structure my clothes and how I like my, my collection of things is we're kind of just the same person. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's really strange. You know what I'm saying? Did you used to play in his closet? Ab- oh, absolutely. Like my, so my father, I got to get, I'm going to get this chair. Thank you for reminding me of this. My father had a, it, it was a, a dressing chair. Mm-hmm. Um, basically he, he, he's a veteran and he went, he was in over in Germany and Italy and stuff. And he brought back this chair. It was like a wooden chair. You don't sit in it. You just sit your outfit on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can sit in it while you're getting dressed and put your shoes on, but it's not a comfortable seat. It's a seat for like getting dressed. And it has like a, it has like a back on it. That's like a hanger. So you can put your shirt on it. It has like a little thing for your tie. It has a, a little tray for your cufflinks. It has a little rack for your shoes. It was it's some it's some fly shit. It was some fly shit, hmm. and I had no idea what it was as a kid. I would be playing with it on my playing on it with my GI Joes, and he's you know, like I'm a kid. I don't care, but you're not know like when you lay your outfit out. Like I still do this. I still do it to this day. Like yeah. you know, if it's a good day. I'm getting in the shower. I, I lay my shit out. Yeah, get out the shower, like. I just remember him, <clears throat> I remember him like having that, having that dressing. I, I, my mom called it a dressing chair. So I'm just assuming it's called a dressing chair. It's probably okay. that. My okay. mom makes up nicknames for stuff a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but just like, I forgot what the question was. So I went off in this. this oh, well, playing in your dad's closet. That's what led to oh. this. Cause, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so like he would have a lot of silk, like he had a lot of silk shirts and leather shit and like, like really tailored clothes. He got into, he got into like dressing and grooming when he was over in overseas. Right. And you know, when it was time to get dressed, I re- I remember specifically. I remember have one specific memory. He had a red silk shirt, and it was kind of like frayed. He had worn it so much, like the the edge of the cuff, you kind of could start to see the white backing. And I remember I was like, if I borrow any one of his shirts. It's that one because that's the one that's the oldest and he probably won't care. And I borrowed that shirt and he cared. <laughs> that, nigga, <laughs> that nigga cared. <laughs> he was mad to the motherfucker. He was like, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember this outfit. I had the I had the uh the the red silk shirt. I had some black leather shorts and I had um the fila. There was like the felines that look like Air Force Ones. They kind of like they kind of like have the thick sole and like the little swoop, the little yep, yep, yep. so. I took the shirt, took the shirt. He didn't know I took the shirt, wore it out the house. Uh, and I have a friend, I have, I had a black leather, black leather vest, I believe. Oh my God. <laughs> um, this was, this was the nineties. This was, this was merry-go-round. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I came home from that, mother- I came home from that party and he was like, I tried to like put the shirt back. Next day he's like, Dom, did, 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 he started like, did, 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 did you wear my shirt? Did that I was start. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, he's like, look, look, don't, don't, wear, don't wear my shirts. Don't wear my shirt. <laughs> so I went, I had to go buy my own at that point. My father was very big on me having my own things. And, you know, part of it was like, don't tear up my shit. Like, I remember, I, he, he, that was his say, don't tear up my shit. Go tear up your mama's shit. Don't tear up my shit. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it taught me, like, if anything, that taught me self-sufficiency like i got my first job i got my first job around the time of that silk shirt incident you know what i'm saying where it's like oh I, I guess i need to buy my own clothes and shoveling snow and mowing lawns is, is depending on the seasons let's get some money money you know <laughs> like, right so right. yeah that's funny because my anybody who knows me knows i have a slight polo fetish i'm not low life level but 
I love me some Ralph Lauren. And people think, oh, because he's from Brooklyn, he grew up in the Absolutely. 90s. That's part of it, but it came from my dad. The first person I saw wearing polo was my dad. And it was like, he 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 pressed shirts to, the, they were like 180 degrees. They were so flat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he wore it like I want, how it was meant to be worn. And I was like, I got it. I got to get me some polo. But, you know, back then, my father wasn't buying me no damn polo. So yeah, I, yeah, I nah. would sneak and say, yo, can I, borrow, can, can, I, can I borrow that one? It would be one that maybe he didn't wear as often. But there was some that was completely off limits. Like, oh, no, hell no, you're not wearing Because yeah. <laughs> you get to that point where you both can wear the same size, you know, when, you, yeah. when you're coming up, you get to be 16, 17, and, you know, your shoulders are a little broader. I'm like, okay, wait, that could actually fit me. I can, wear, I can rock that. My son literally just ran out yesterday with my, I have a leather leather motorcycle jacket, Adidas motorcycle jacket. I haven't worn it years. I let him borrow it years ago as part of a Halloween costume. And now he's adopted <laughs> it as his jacket. Like, oh, yeah, that, wearing, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I'm going to lose 20 pounds was, so I can get my jacket back. <laughs> that was the permission. That was basically like the passing of the torch. It was just like <laughs> Halloween costume just became a wardrobe. You know? And I was like, you're not going to be hot. He's like, I'm going to look good, dad. I said, all right. Like you got it. <laughs> I was like, I can't even argue with you. <laughs> it's twofold. It's twofold. At least, at least you know your son think you have style. Right. And at least right. you know your son got style. You know. Right. Right. That's why I couldn't even be mad. I couldn't. Even, I was like, you know what? Go ahead, play it. Go ahead. Yeah, because yeah, um, like even even looking back, like like going into his closet now, like because you know my mom saved a like say she saved a select amount of his things, like some stuff mm. she's got rid of. Like I'm I'm pretty sure that that silk shirt. Did not make it. <laughs> did not make it post post like 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 uh, posthumous. But like last time I was home, she like had a pair of these like like uh, hard bottoms. These like mm. Italian loafers, and she's like, "You want them?" And I'm like, "That's not really my style, but them shits is fire." Like I might, I, I, this trip might be the trip where I'm like, I I think I'll take the loafers now and the dressing chair. Thank you very much. <laughs> to get that chair, bro. Let me tell you, because my dad passed in 2018, and I've come to. Acquire <laughs> things yeah. of his here and there. I, I think the first thing was his camera because my dad was a big, you know, photo person. And I remember I didn't even really ask my mom. I was like, "Oh, this is dad's camera," and she said, "You're gonna take it." I was like, "Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm this yeah. is. This is. This is gonna be mine now." And I have um, when she was going through his closet, there's this Brooks Brothers shirt that he never wore blue and white brooks brothers shirt but it looked like i'm like that 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 looks like it's too big for dad like well, why do you have that it fit me perfectly i said yeah this is mine yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like i'm rocking this shirt she was like go ahead take it and there's a couple of other things of his she gave me but that, like you said it wasn't really my style but I, I i have it because it was his you know yeah and like even like the thing that I the thing that I coveted the, that I wanted the most was his vinyl collection. I've always wanted his vinyl collection. I broke his belt drive turntable, like trying to figure out how to DJ back in the eighties. And like I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like so, for, for yeah, he that he, he was not happy. Man, man, listen. Like if, if I if anything, I broke a lot of my dad's shit. I'm like trying to be like him and trying to be myself. But I remember I had got uh, I got um. The left my wallet and El Segundo uh, single, and I I remember trying to cut, and the turntable just stopped working. I I tried to play it off like I didn't do it because it was one house. 
where you know we shared the same record player and he found out I broke it he was not happy about it but my father also um he didn't believe in um he didn't like he didn't hit us so you know what I'm saying I didn't really get it was like he had other he had other means of instilling the fear of God in you. you know? <laughs> but I know just, about that. Just know that uh, the next in the next few months, I had to I had to get my own record player. Like, <laughs> touch my shit anymore. I feel like that's a rite of passage for us for 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 for, for 70s and 80s babies because I definitely jacked up my dad the stylus on his turntable one time, thinking that I was cleaning it, knowing nothing about technology oh, there's yeah. the little fuzzy you yeah. know the stop the, the little fuzzy thing and i'm like oh what's this now I, I pulled on it thinking it was like like dust a lint a lint, yeah. lint like a lint ball or something and and then i realized oh shit then i put it up put the needle on the record and it stopped playing and i was like <laughs> oh, oh that, this that's is my ass that's my ass he came home and i mean i had to tell him because he pleased like he like like your dad his records were his life he played yeah. he came home he wanted to play his records to, to relax or whatever or on sundays that was his thing so when he saw i was like i think i did something to the turn to but he's like you ruined my stylus what are you doing i was like <laughs> i could yeah. i could not touch that turntable again for several several years and it was all because i think he had just gotten me thriller for my birthday and i was trying to play it and it was all kinds of shit and that reminds me, like, honestly, when you asked me a question about seeing my father, seeing my father in my face, like, mm -hmm. recognize I look like, one of the other big moments mm -hmm. was, you know, like, when I, I got his vinyl collection, like, two or three years ago, like, I moved, when I moved into the bigger place, I, I went and got the vinyl. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he used to play a lot of Shaka Khan, like, Shaka Khan was his, was his, his he loved Shaka Khan. And I was playing Shaka Khan, what you want to do for, what you going to do for me? And I was singing along to the record. And I was like, oh my God, we have the literally the exact same singing voice. Like it's literally <laughs> like and it wasn't it wasn't this voice five years ago, 10 years ago. But like now when I sing that song, I sound just like him. So a lot of times I'll That's sing dope. it so that I could feel close to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, nice. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had my dad's voice. He, my dad had one of the deep, deep, rich mahogany voices. And I'm like, I did not I do not have that. And I luckily I interviewed him when I was running Watch Loud um, about his music collection, how he used to collect. So that's my last remaining mem. Um, I have my father's voice somewhere, and then yeah. I'm like, I so I always tell people if you have the opportunity, interview your parents, interview Man. your parents, just so you have that. You know what I'm saying? And that's like I have. I, I did interview my mom once when I was doing a podcast, and I never mm. put it out. I just kind of like have her for posterity. Um, mm. I, um, my mom has, she gave me a recording of my grandmother talking, which is crazy, but I don't have any recordings of my dad. And it like, mm. that's why like, that's why like when I discovered we have the same singing voice, it was just kind of like a moment of like, oh shit, he's here. Because I, man, like sometimes I just walk around the house imitating things he would say. Because like <laughs> like, again, he was funny he, and he stuttered and he just like, he's just, he was such a, a such a unique person that like I, I miss hearing his voice so like when I mm. when I talk now I can hear it you know what I'm saying absolutely I, I, I dig it um so now you, you have this new album coming do you have any ruminations on fatherhood or your father coming out on Vaughn and Dawn um it's a good question not so I don't really 
the, the weird thing is that I don't really talk about parenthood or being a parent in my music at all, really. Right. And I think, like, I think a lot of it is like, even with this podcast, I've been trying to figure out how to articulate feelings about it and how to like talk about it. Because, you know, again, like, I, I feel like for a lot of people, at least from what, at least from the examples that I have and the people that, I, that are in my, my purview, it's a, it's very linear. It's very like all the, all the parenting parent child relationships are the same. And I feel like mine's is so different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not around her 24 seven. So like we go, we go weeks and sometimes months without seeing each other because of COVID. Mm. Uh, but we, we do talk a lot and we do like text and we FaceTime and we call. So it's a unique relationship to parenting, but it's also one in which I have to be careful how I articulate it because it's very easy to assume context and people misconstrue what you're saying because you're assuming they have context or mm. you know like like I can't set up all the backstory and then just yeah. I, I got I got to make sure that I'm doing it proper justice which is even like even even in doing this this interview this podcast part of me was just like so you're just gonna like you're gonna talk about this shit now <laughs> <laughs> because because if you scrub if you like even uh, with one word no space like that my little girl healthy she happy when she see me like that's kind of the most that i talk about being a father like i've, mm-hmm. I've written songs about it but i've never recorded the songs or put them out mainly because it feels so close to home and it feels like um you know i won't say i'm hiding it from myself but i'll say mm-hmm. that like i'm i'm grappling with it still mm-hmm. um but the album definitely this this album honestly, man, it's it's just fly, it's it's fly shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just like rapping. It's it's me and Vaughn went in with the idea to not really go heavy with the concepts and just kind of give them give give everybody um meat and potatoes, beats and rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Like there are a couple of conceptual songs that talk about um police violence. There's a song that talks about growing old as a just growing old, you know what I'm saying, in the mm-hmm. projects and growing and, and growing old in the projects and looking back on your childhood and and realizing that you know the depictions of the hood like you know the hood is just like the worst place in america the worst place on earth don't go to the Mm -hmm. hood but people grew up in the hood people fell in love in the hood people you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good memories associated with that shit too so you know like so concepts like that the the concepts this time are a lot more nuanced and kind of like subtle and and Mm. You know what I'm saying? We we definitely didn't go like we were building a city. We <laughs> we just kind of left Earth on the cover art. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I saw one of the one of the Vaughn's tweets. It was something took a shot at the billionaires going in space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what's behind that cover though? Like that that it felt like follow the leader, but with the oh world, shit, you know? Yo yo, I gotta <laughs> tell him that. Yo, oh my god. You just blew my mind. I never thought about that. I never made that connection. And like, yes. I, I see them side by side. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the cover art, initially the cover art, COVID fucked up the cover art. The mm. first the first cover was going to be, because again, the album is just about, like I, we really wanted to, wanted to like make it about just community and about like who, who, we, who we see as family. So right. um, we were going to, we, we, we had a photo shoot schedule and it was going to be like, we were we were gonna make our own version of that double XL photo of the uh, the the um, Gordon is it, it's Gordon Parks right yes, great day yes mm-hmm. we were gonna make our own 
we're going to make our own like take on it not necessarily version of it but inspired by it, where we had like assembled a group of people and you know what i'm saying like people on the album people in our community people who we just love like you would have got a call you know what i'm saying like just mm. the home and people right. who've supported our career along the way right um and COVID, uh so we had to like figure out like what's the alternate cover that was my idea and i was just like you know what i'm so married to this idea that i can't cut like von I'll, I'll defer to you because a lot what people probably i don't know if people notice or not but like most not most the tanya morgan artwork has been my thing like i've always mm. done the artwork you know what mm. i'm saying i've either physically or art directed it like creative directed it and i was just like i'm throwing my hands up on this one like this was the this was the idea this was the idea of all ideas right. go crazy and von he floated a couple ideas past and that was one and you know like after he floated the idea past i was like so what, what why that image and he was just like you know we've we just kind of We've, we've always built our own world. So let's just sit back and admire the world we built. You know what I'm saying? Like in a way it's looking at, it's looking at our career in a way and looking at everything we've, everything we've accomplished. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sure. There are other levels that you can hit in your career, but for the most part, um, you know, you got to appreciate the level that you did hit, you know, and it, it, that's kind of like where the cover art stems from. And it's, it's also one of those open to interpretation things where like the viewer is more than welcome to assume whatever they want to about the imagery. We just didn't want to, um, we didn't want it to be some literal cover or cover about the music or about like what well, picture of me and Bond just like hanging out. <laughs> I would have imagined you two in like your your COVID mask and all you can see is your eyes. <laughs> it's Bond and Don. Like is, this is this is twenty twenty one images you can get. <laughs> yeah. two of you. But it's, it's like you know, it's just like it's just us taking a long view at everything we've done and taking a long view of the world and taking a long view of, of just like, in a lot of ways, me and him are just, that's why the title's Don and Von. Like we're take we're stepping aside from the, the Tanya Morgan thing, mm. the Tanya Morgan group name and just being like, Hey, this is who we are. This is who we are on display. And it's just me and him like alone in a world of our own. And that world is not Earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have joined the billionaire space race and left Earth. Too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, um, an early fave is Tanya in the Sky. Is oh, it Tanya you. in the Sky with is it Tanya in the Sky with diamonds? Is the full title? It's. I think so. I don't know the name. Oh, I, I know it's, it's, it's track it's, two. It's, it's track two. Yeah, that's the one. Um, cause so like this man like. Maybe this is age, but the album title, the song titles confuse me now. Like, I keep mixing up so good and whole mood and like Tanya in the sky and we go high and in the sky. It's like so many, the, the song titles confuse me. And I feel like I, I, I always, I always jokingly say I have early onset Alzheimer's because I just forget shit. But it's Tanya in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Tanya I wanted to, I was, I was trying to make him name it Tanya in the sky. And he was like, no, that's not. Tanya in the sky? Yeah, like like bed style. And bed style. Oh, like a pun. He did not. He was not down with the pun. He's like, no. He's like, Sky Zoo's got Brooklyn on lock right now. No Brooklyn references. We're in the sky. We're in the sky. We're in the sky. Now that one's an early fave. I have to get through the rest of it, but um, I was playing, backtracking, preparing for this, playing your your soul stuff. And I got, I got to play 
you know, this one a little bit. So I like what I hear so far. I would, I would say in terms of my personal solo stuff, um, the most, my favorite solo album of the, of all that I've done is the one that I just put out called space. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's mostly instrumental. Okay. I rap on, I rap on it once Vaughn raps on it once, but it's like, it's produced by me for the most part. And like, you know, um, I would say that that one's my favorite. I know you didn't ask me this, but I'm telling you. Because... No, go ahead. <laughs> I would say that I would say that was my favorite just because I think it's a a very clear reflection of exactly where I am in this moment. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it 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 talks about the album itself is about just like where do we go and where do we belong as black as a as a black person? You know what I'm saying? Like in America and and just like you know we were brought here against our will. We don't. In a lot of ways, we have to figure out how to be here. Right. People don't want us here. And I, I, I communicated all of that um, effectively through production. And that, I feel like that was a, a very big feat for me because, you know, like I, 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 I rap. I, I, I put words together for a living. I know how to, like, I know how to rap. But right. I was like, how do I make a statement without saying anything, really? Mm. And I feel like I accomplished it. So that's like that's like a, something I'm really proud of in terms of like a uh, discography space. All right. So don't be like Jerry. Go listen to space. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Dot world space. Go listen to Vaughn and Don when it drops August 13th. I think there's a single out already. What's the first or two? There's two. We, the first two one we singles. put out was the first one we put out is whole mood with Jack Davey. And I love Jack Davey too. Yeah. Bruh, she blessed that joint. Yep. Like we asked her for a verse, she turned in so much more than just a verse. Like there yep. was a hook. I'm like, yep. what the fuck is happening? But uh second one is um so good with coolly high. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's out right now. And we're the album drops on the 13th, but we're we're putting out another song with on the release date, which is um we got more roof on uh we go high. Okay, more roof was cut out of Jersey. He's fucking crazy. Uh, he's down with um, Jesse Boykins mm-hmm. camp. Uh, Jesse Boykins, fuck, uh, and like he's he's just, he's just embedded in the New Jersey scene. He's one of those dudes, like a dope, dope. yeah. So yo, so everybody go out and cop because this this will be out before that comes out. So go mm-hmm. out and buy, stream, Von and Don. Go back and why why isn't Don Cusack on streaming? It's not on streaming. I well, it's not on Spotify. Maybe it's on Tidal. I went looking for it. I don't. I saw it on Amazon for purchase. I think but it might. So see, it might see. not. If it's not, um, unless I'm just bad at searching. Let me see. I don't know, but like we, um, so we we in the middle of COVID, we acquired our catalog back. We acquired okay. the rights to all of our catalog. So it might have. It might. There, there might be a hiccup with it getting ported over to streaming. And that's okay. Just, that's Laura, Laura's song is on Spotify, but not the full album. So maybe it's just taking. Oh, time. wait. I, you know what? This is what I mean about my memory. I, I took it down. Oh, okay. I could put it back up. <laughs> Why'd you take it down? You didn't like Man, it? You know, like, I'm, I'm going to be a hundred. Since this is the most vulnerable I've ever been on any podcast, I'm just going to say that flat out. Like, literally, I've never been this vulnerable. I almost cried talking about my dad. You didn't know that, though. Ha-ha. But, <laughs> but, uh, it's something about like I just don't like the audio quality of the album. Like it's, it's hmm. there are certain songs that aren't mixed correctly. Like and when I did that album, I was working with a guy who 
named Ethan, um, who was doing the mixing. And just the mixes, they don't hit. I don't I don't like the way it's mixed. Like I and I, I know that has nothing to do with anything and people that like the album like the album, but for me it's just like it's not the best representation of my work. <laughs> but people have been like, yo, get it up, let's get it on vinyl. People want the album, so I might as I'll put it back up. I'll put it. You know what? Exclusive right here. Jerry wants the album on streaming. Don Cusack coming to streaming. It's coming to streams. Okay. When when it comes to Spotify, I'm I'm gonna put a little sticker on the uh, the new cover art that says Jerry did this. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Yo, Don. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been Fathers Who Bother, episode forty nine with Don Will of Tanya Morgan. We did it. Go out and stream cop by go to his shows when he has them go listen to him dj go do go watch his stand-up go do all that and you know when you see him buy him a beer because dads need him <laughs> we do <laughs> <laughs> yo so enjoy the rest of your summer uh, with your daughter and you know going outside safely and we'll I, i'm sure i'll see you in these streets absolutely man let's 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 get together with the screens on involved. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, God. Thanks a lot, Don. And everybody, right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again. Peace. Peace. If you're enjoying Fathers Who Bother, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Fathers Who Bother and Twitter at Fathers Who Beat.